Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. Welcome to episode 277 of the AFTN podcast. I'm Joe DC and I have World Cup fever. I'm joined by Nicholas Ruprecht. Favorite game of the World Cup, Nicholas? Uh, Portugal, Spain, 3-3. Classic. Yeah. Um, on the phone from Surrey, it's uh, Gideon Hill. Gideon, what was your favorite game? Oh yeah, I agree with Nick. Portugal, Spain, one of the best games I've ever watched. No, no diversity of opinion here. Uh, my favorite game was Argentina Actually, one. Okay, you know what, Joe? If you're gonna say that, I'll go with uh, Mexico Germany. I quite enjoyed that one. That was gonna be my second. second. Uh, mine is Argentina Iceland. Just a, okay. a fun game. Fun game to watch. The underdog. The underdog. Always love an underdog. We have an opening question, and this week it's uh, from Twitter. It's from Ryan McLeod. He said, uh, "If we could assign each member of the AFTN team to be, he said, a football playing country. Let, but let's go World Cup country." Uh, who would it be? Let's start with the uh, the, the the head honcho, Michael McCall. Mm-hmm. Um, characteristics of Michael: he's light-hearted, not afraid to get real. Iceland. Iceland, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, all, that's a real team. All about results. All about. Results. All, about his, all right, Zach. Zachary Meisenhut. He's Germany. There's no. There's no getting around. Dominant here. force. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the world of football. Uh, Steve Pander, Gideon, you want to take this one? Oh, I. Toughest one to uh, to do there, Joe. Um, I don't know. I think you know Steve knows his stuff, and uh, I'm gonna have to say you know Costa Rica because he works behind the scenes, but he gets a lot done, and I mm-hmm. appreciate that. So I'd say Steve would be Costa Rica. And that was the tough one. We have to assign countries to ourselves. Um, I'll take Peru. I'll I'll just take it right now. <laughs> um, Nick, let's see. Nick, he's not afraid to go on the offensive, even if it doesn't mean he gets good results. <laughs> pa- Panama, no, Panama? <laughs> no, they didn't really. They attack. didn't really attack. I yeah. How many For reference, we're recording this on uh, Tuesday, June nineteenth, so we haven't seen any games after that. Yeah. Russia, know. Nick's Russia. Russia, yeah, they're home in front of a home country. Yeah. <laughs> eight, eight, one aggregate win so far. Yeah. And finally, Gideon. Hmm. Mm. Italy. <laughs> you guys are jerks. <laughs> hey, we don't do this podcast to make friends. That's not actually true. But anyway, uh, um, we'll, we'll we'll ponder on Gideon for now. I think. 
yeah, that, that'll take place of our opening question. It's been so long since the last Whitecaps games that we won't even complete the sentences this time. But instead, I have an, an early game. This isn't do, this week's Do You Know Who I Am? It's a different game. I have four questions about the World Cup. Uh-oh. But in classic fashion, they're each going to have an MLS twist. Oh, boy. Okay. Who can tell me which World Cup final, or which World Cup was the last World Cup that... Uh, no player who played in the MLS has won the World Cup. So, like, a winner of the World Cup at some point in his career did play in the MLS, which was the last World Cup. Gideon, what do you think? Uh, to win the World Cup. So, it'll be, like, a year. So, if you don't think someone won it in 2002 who at some point played in the World Cup, that would be your answer. I'm going to say, just guess, um, 1998. Okay. Nick? Yeah, I was gonna go with ninety-eight too. It's actually eighty-six. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, and there's more on that later. Um, which MLS player is tied for sixth most international appearances among active players? A hint: he's not at the World Cup. He has a hundred. He has a hundred and forty-six international appearances. Wow. Yeah. He mm. plays for Dallas. Figueroa. It's Minor Figueroa. Mm. Interesting. How many MLS players are at the World Cup? Hmm. Probably twelve. Okay. I'm guessing. Gideon. I think it's eleven. It's nineteen. Ooh. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, under <laughs> under rating. How many MLS players teams won their opening game? So how many actual players? Hmm. Are we counting Laurent Simon? No, he was, he's not at the World he's Cup. He's not at the World Cup. In some, uh, he got sent home because of two injured players in front of him. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> that's a separate issue. Well, I know Panama didn't win in Costa Rica. Yeah. And unfortunately. Costa Rica had like seven of those yeah. 19 players. Yeah. Um, um, the answer, do you want, guys want the answer? Zero. Zero? Nick? I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I'm... The answer is four. Really? Three Mexicans and one Swedish oh, yeah. person. Mexicans. Oh, okay. Yeah, Svensson, his team won as well. Yeah, that was a little bit of World Cup flavor to start off the AFTN preview podcast. Now we, like, the World Cup's fine, but MLS is where it's all at, right, guys? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Three, three games a day, three games a day for two weeks isn't quite enough for us. We need that uh, two o'clock kickoff on that Saturday mm-hmm. where the Whitecaps will take on Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So let's get our MLS goggles on. Philadelphia, boring jersey. I'm going to start off the discussion with that. Uh, good fans. Good fans. Good fans. Yeah. Doop, doop, doop. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Is that the song they sing? The yeah. Doop yeah. goal song, yeah. Really I remember there was a 3-3 a few years ago or something, and I'm just sick of hearing that goal <laughs> song. That, I think it was them as well. Yeah. Or was it Kansas City? I can't remember. But uh, uh, Philly are eighth in their conference. They're on 18 points. They're, they're only one point... Um, below the the playoff yeah, line, no. um, three points ahead of Montreal and Toronto, which is quite pleasing. Uh, there are five wins, seven losses, and three ties. Not the best season, but that's not what really like. It's around where I expect them to see. Expect to yeah. see them. But they're also playing a lot of their younger players. Yes, absolutely. Um, so. Gideon, what do you think of uh, Philly so far? What do you, what have you seen of them? Sure, I think you touched on it. You know, they're playing their younger guys, as Nick said, and they are where they're supposed to be. I think they, they didn't add a whole lot in the offseason besides uh, Dodge Cal, 
you know, I think they're a solid team. They've kept over a lot of players and a lot of younger players as well that they've drafted and kind of integrated smartly into their system. And I think that's why they're finding success this year. Nick, do you think that fans are willing to be more patient if you play young players? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think Philadelphia... I mean, you shouldn't discount that they've also uh, recently gone went to the Open Cup Final as well. They um, lost to Kansas? Yeah, or, yeah, I think so. Okay. I'd have to double-check. But they've been to the Open Cup you know, in the last couple of years as well, so it's not like there's lack of opportunities to win trophies there yeah so yeah um their last game was a 2-0 loss to toronto i actually did watch this game osorio got a pair like toronto in their current form you know you don't expect them like teams are getting results against toronto Mm -hmm. um so that's that was not a good result for jim Curtin and his men um playing a 4-2-3-1 they acquired david akam in the offseason i've always liked david akam but he's been not too great this year. No, he's been on the bench or playing centrally um, when he does play. That was a surprising trade in the offseason. I forget what the ins and outs of it were. But uh, yeah, Gideon, a player like Akam moving within the league is always pretty exciting, isn't it? Yeah, I think he never really found his mesh in, in Chicago with the fire. But He had like a one good season. Six, yeah, yeah, he didn't really fit in that well. and I, I mean, it's a good trade for Philadelphia to pick up. Don't get me wrong, Akam's a wonderful player, but I think he should be starting, in my opinion. Yeah, there's players that have him, like Pico, that have kind of pushed him out of lineup, but if he's a DP, I believe he is right now, uh, he should be starting and, and getting minutes. Okay. I, I'm just looking at their defensive line, and it actually looks quite solid. Uh, Rosenberry, Elliott, um, Trusty, and uh, Gaddis. Um, I'm a big fan of Elliott. He, he's a really interesting story. I was doing a piece earlier, uh, I think last season, on the MLS uh, Super Draft, and he was a third round or fourth round pick. And the third round and fourth round only came into effect a few years ago. There used to only be two rounds of the MLS Draft. Mm-hmm. And now he's a starter in an MLS team. If you don't remember exactly who he is, he's the tallest and lankiest defender in the whole league. He's very young because he just got drafted, I think, two years ago. He's the per Mertesacker of the, of the league, Nick. <laughs> but he's very good positionally and obviously on set pieces, defending good as well. Um... Any thoughts on that back line, Gideon? You just mentioned Trusty, Rosenberry, and Elliot. Three very, very young players, but three very good players. And I think Gaddis, the left back and right back, can play both uh, other side. But I think he's kind of molded them together, and he's brought that experience to make that back line good. Because, you know, obviously younger players, three younger players in a four-man back line doesn't really scream success to you at I think Gaddis has found the perfect togetherness of those guys playing well and, and finding uh, wins in that back line. Anchoring the midfield, Nick, Alejandro Bedoya. Yeah, I mean, U.S. men team player. He's, I don't know if he is necessarily, they're playing him where he could be the best because mm. he's also played as a winger. Yeah, he, but he plays as one of the two holding um, defensive midfield players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if, maybe in my opinion, he could be played a little bit higher up the field. Yeah, he played right wing before in his career. Like, yeah. But if you need someone to fill that gap, someone experienced like him would be a great yeah. option, I think. Yeah, that's true. Just looking at his um, his stats, he's having a pretty good season. He's a goal. That's not bad. Looking Actually, looking through this team, there's not like a go-to goal guy. They have Sapong up front. Um, he's a good workhorse. He, he, and he's a very like productive 
forward, forward and does the dirty work and closes down and does does all that kind of thing. Um, Gideon, what, we, what should we watch out for as far as defending? We, we won't have Waston, so we should definitely pay more attention to that, yes? Yeah, and I think all the all things go through Mendoyanin and Bedoya in the midfield, so I think that's where the Whitecaps need to not give any time. And I think it's going to be a tough matchup for presumably Henry and Aha uh, based on the last game against Orlando with that physical matchup with Sapong, who is good not only in the air, but on, on his feet as well as scored a couple goals from just outside the box recently. So I think he's a good player, and this is a combined union attack, not just one singular player. Yeah. The weekly key pass um, watch, the now patented AFTN key pass watch. It's a Dakal that has 2.4 key passes a game. So he would probably play in that number 10 position um, behind Sapong. So correct me if I'm wrong, but my impression on Sapong is he's he's fast. If you're if he plays on the break, um, he can get behind, if a through ball is played properly to him, he'll burn you for pace. But that won't be to his advantage against a team like the Whitecaps, right, Nick? Mm, well, yeah, I think. The back line has shown that it's pretty speedy. Yeah. And but you don't expect us press. High yeah, dude. exactly. Yeah. I don't. I don't expect this, especially for a game on the road, mm-hmm. to press necessarily as high, unless we're looking for a goal. But yeah, I don't. I don't. But then CJ Sapong is so good at you know checking back, turning to win the ball, you know, and playing to his feet that I don't think it's necessarily. A choice of he's a pacey guy it's more of a choice of he's a very good all-round center forward person that it's kind of more like a pick your poison what do you want to limit him to do mm. because he can do it all yeah so i think he's really you know underrated yeah um not he's having an okay season he's at two goals and one assist i think a few weeks ago we were bemoaning the whitecaps having a lack of like a go-to goal scoring guy when like a couple of players were on three goals Philly have two players on three goals, and that's the highest mm. in their whole team. Um, Dakal is actually leading the, the their charts with three goals and uh, three assists. But Gideon, I think you mentioned earlier that it's more of a rounded attack that we have to worry about. D- do you think that their formation is like the best formation for them? I, like they don't seem to have any very strong central midfield like strength, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and I think that Dakal. Um Dutch Cal, Padoya, Mandunin pairing that we kind of just talked about in the diamond, the 4 2 3 1, I think is where they get most of their creativity from. There's not a whole lot up front with Sapong, kind of the ball at the feet, spreading things out wide, so that's why I think they have success in that midfield. But yeah, you're right, it's two, two guys with three goals doesn't really jump out at you as a team that's going to get you done uh, with one player. So I think that's the interesting part that Whitecaps are going to have to kind of defend a multi-dimensional attack, which is something they're really not used to doing. Mm. And they, the Philly recently uh, lost Sebastian Latou to retirement. Mm-hmm. Former Whitecap. Yeah, great pro. Like I, I loved it when he played for the Whitecaps. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's an experienced MLS player as well. Been around with a few teams. Uh, yeah, like... He's being honored on Saturday, I think, too. At, at, at the Whitecaps game? No, at, yeah, at the Whitecaps game. Oh, wow. They're having his retirement ceremony oh. or something. That's well deserved. Yeah. I mean, I think he scored against the Whitecaps a few seasons ago when he played for Philly. Who was that target man that used to play for Philly that everyone loved? The ball headed man? Yeah. Um, uh, ooh. You really liked him. I really, really wanted the Whitecaps to He used together. to play for Colorado, I think. Yeah. Any help get in oh, with this? Connor Casey? Connor Casey. Yeah, legend. Legend. If he's uh, retired, maybe. bring him out of retirement because 
We, <laughs> I'd have him above Kamara. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, based on looks, purely. Uh, the bald-headed look. Yeah. Ooh, they have Jay Simpson on their book. Um, formerly of Cardiff or something. Anyway, um, yeah, I can't really think of much else to say about Philly. Um, the, this is a game I think the Whitecaps should be winning. But, um, you know, a win for Philly shoots them right up the table. They could go to sixth within two points of the Revolution if they do win. Final thoughts on how uh, Philly, you think they'll set up, what we can expect, Nick? Well, I think it's more... It's not so much how they... I think what you need to look for is not so much how they will set up, but look for those individual errors from their inexperienced Mm. back line. You know, the Whitecaps are not... Uh, they got pace and they got trickery now, it seems as well. So yeah, look for any individual errors mm-hmm. to be capitalized on. We didn't really talk about Rosenberry, who's one of the most... He's more reliable on that spectrum. I, I feel like he's been not having the great a great season uh-huh. this year, though. Okay. Because last year I felt he was getting up higher up the pitch. Yeah, that's true. Getting more involved. Mm-hmm. And I think this season he's not doing so much. Okay. Not doing that so much. Okay. So... Gideon, final thoughts on Philly? Interesting team for sure. I think, as you mentioned, the back line is better than expected for a young group of players. And, um, and Andre Blake in goal, too. Yeah, so we need to mention Andre Blake, who's one of the better keepers in MLS Absolutely. right now. The David De Gea of yeah. MLS. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Hey, uh, maybe, maybe he'll make a mistake like De Gea did in the, this Ooh. game on Saturday. Burn. Manchester United burn. Uh, continue. <laughs> Yeah, I know, and uh, yeah, I'm excited for for this game. Whitecaps have had success in Philadelphia in recent years, so always a fun place to play and environment, and I think it's going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. Two things that I just thought of while you were talking, Gideon. Your voice just, you know, makes me think of stats in my head. Um, the Whitecaps have won the... <laughs> The Whitecaps have won the World Cup player game against Philly already, because we have one player at the World Cup, and they have none. The second thing is, I would say that Philly are sixes and sevens, but according to whoscored.com, every single um, Philly player is a six. No one is a seven, which is quite impressive if you stop and think about it. Anyway, that brings us to the best part of the show. It's this week's Do You Know Who I Am? Okay, gentlemen, World Cup twist with Do You Know Who I Am. It's not one player. It's 11 players. Oh, boy. So I have in front of me a timer. The timer will beep every 10 seconds, and you will take it in turns to tell me all 11 players who have played in the MLS who have also won the World Cup. If you, if you, run, if you run out of players, the opposition has a chance to intercept... And if they intercept, uh, let's say twice, uh, then you lose. Okay. Oh, we will start with. We'll give Nick the start. So, okay, ready? What? I'll when I say go, and you'll hear a beep when you know it's. Wait for the beep for the next mm-hmm. person, and let's go. Go okay. ahead. Okay. Uh, Thierry Henry. Correct. Gideon, you have five seconds to think of your next answer. You'll hear a beep. Carlos Valderrama. Uh, no, actually. He's not on my list. Um, Bastian Schweinsteiger. Bastian Schweinsteiger. One one interception for Nick. We'll go 2 nil to Nick. Go ahead, Gideon. Uh, shoot. Aleko Eskandarian. 
Uh, no. Who, who did he play for? Anyway, go ahead, Nick. Uh, <laughs> um, Lothar Mateus? Yes. 3 nil for Nick. Gideon, go ahead. Would Pele be considered part of... No, that was NASL. Come on, He's man. going way back. That's Division Three American back. soccer. Go ahead, Nick. Oh. Um, you have seven seconds. Come on, come on. What's his name? Um, Time up. Go, Gideon. Oh. Three one three nil to Nick so far. Um, There's so many. Come on. Totally blanking. Shoot. Okay, Nick. Pirlo. Pirlo four nil. Wow. <laughs> uh, get in your fifteen seconds. David Villa. David Villa four one. Nick. Uh. <laughs> Five seconds. Uh. Get in. Juninho. No. Nick, you have 15 seconds. I believe it's 4 1. No, he never won the World Cup. <laughs> um, There's several more. Yeah. Alright, Gideon. Uh, uh, shoot. Taka. Yes, 4 2. Nick. Mm. That was Gideon's end. Yeah. Okay, if, if both of you can't get one, we'll call it there. It's 4-2. Oh, um, Gideon. Uh, uh, no idea. <laughs> okay, we'll call it there. 4-2 to Nick. So, uh, not bad. You guys got most of them. Uh, so, I'll go from the beginning. And this will answer the question earlier about the World Cup winner, the last year that there wasn't a World Cup winner. So, Lothar Mateus, 1990. Branco, who played for Italy in 1994. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, Yuri Jorkev. I'm pronouncing that wrong. Um, Thierry Henry. So there's three from 2002. Danielson, Kleberson, and Kaká. Alexandro Nesta. Oh, yeah. yeah. For Montreal. Yeah. Andrea Pirlo, David Villa, and Bastian Schweinsteiger. 4-2 to, to um, Nick. I'll take it. I'll take it. Now, Gideon... <laughs> Give me an give me an unbiased answer, Gideon. Do we add the four to the score from no. the Do you know who I am, or no. is this a one nil? No, no just a one. <laughs> thanks, thanks for your uh, for your unbiased opinion. Okay, now let's. Uh, oh, actually, we have to finish up the Do you know who I am, or else technically the Do you know who I am will never end. So that was this week's Do you know who I am. Hi, I'm Carl Robinson. Uh, you're listening to the AFTN podcast. Very good. I had fun. I hope you guys had fun. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Some of those I would not have got. <laughs> yeah, Branko. I never yeah, heard of like... Branko before. Um, yeah, that, that was quite interesting. I'll try and do less like intensive World Cup games next for next week's uh, podcast. so intense. Yeah. <laughs> My heart race is still... It's still going. <laughs> we have had a question that's going to lead us into the Whitecaps discussion. Caleb Wilkins asked, would Whitecaps beat Saudi Arabia, Gideon? Yes. I, I, 
Nick? I, I would agree with that statement. Yeah, I, I think, think so. most MLS goalies were better than that Saudi goalie <laughs> in that first Russian game. Bearing in mind, we have not seen Saudi Arabia's second game yet. This is true. They play tomorrow morning in our universe, so maybe they're going to beat uh, Uruguay? No, they're not going to yeah, beat. I don't think so. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think they're going to beat Uruguay. It would be amazing if they did. It would be know. nice. Um, One of the many upsets that have happened. Just to bring you guys back, 5-2 against Orlando. Yeah, that was a good good game, and Davies just exploded. Yeah. <laughs> Alfonso Davies created all, all kinds of trouble on yeah. the counterattack. Gideon, is it all good vibes around the Whitecaps now? I think after that game, you have to feel like this team is taking a turn, beating Colorado away. Yeah, they were bottom, bottomer of the table, um, big two on road win. Then at home, being down, or sorry, not being down, being up, and then kind of having the, the red card in, in the grand scheme of things. I think for them, 5-2 was a, a huge victory off on the Davies kind of getting, I think now he's going to start progressing into more of a, attacking, getting goals and assists player rather than either coming off the bench or starting a game and not really having the full effect that we'd like to see out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, do you think it was more Orlando imploding or just Davies taking the game by the scruff of the neck? Well, even before they imploded, they were Davies had already yeah. had that fantastic pass. Oh, when he turned Will Johnson yeah. inside out. That's yeah. my highlight of the season yeah. so far, I think, <laughs> just because of my personal hatred for Will Johnson. But that was amazing. Like... He's yeah. No, great. but he was keeping his he you know, he's just able to now it seems it's hopefully this is something that he can consistently do. But when he's on the run, he takes a glance hmm. and sees seems to have was able to see where people were moving and anticipate that movement and then send in the needed ball. Yeah. You know? So his decision making, Gideon, has been a lot we've seen it progress this season. Is that correct? Yeah, it's it's been phenomenal. You know, leaps and bounds, ninth day from last year, I believe. Do you guys have the sense that there's other parts of the field that have been unlocked also? Like, I know Davies is stealing the show, but I'm what I'm actually thinking of is uh, Reyna in, that, oh, in yeah. that number 10 position, right? Reyna has been fantastic because he gives that, you know, before Reyna was, it was just, let's go give it to Davies or just hoof it up the field, yeah. hope something happens. But now you also have Reyna... And he's combining quite well with Davies and... Teixeira. Com- and, yeah, exactly. And uh, Gideon Teixeira is the other player that I was thinking of who just hit a purple patch, right? Yeah, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, the player's not going to have a fantastic season. You know, there's going to be ups and downs. And I think Rem right now just needs, you know, a little bit of a kick in the rear. Maybe get Davies ball out wide to him, start a game, and score a goal. I think Teixeira could definitely start this weekend. So I think... For him, it's huge to get out of this purple patches in it and try and find something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Tachera is tied for the most goals, I think, right now. Mm-hmm. With uh, Yeah, he is with uh, Kamara. They're both on six goals. I know he scored four in the last two, but like he's putting, he's really turned a corner. He was one of the players I was looking at the, at the start of the season, mm-hmm. just wondering how on earth, like, how was he still playing? Like, when he took but, his shirt off was was, yeah. the, was like the, yeah. acu- the accumulation of all that kind of feeling. Um, but doesn't he, but maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I always get the feeling that he starts the season kind of slow. Or to cherish. Yeah. I, I haven't noticed anything. He, I know at the end of season he seems to come into to like, it a bit more, yeah. but I don't know if he actually starts starts slow. But um, I think a big credit to Carl Robinson, the four four two. It's really working. Mm-hmm. Um, getting and, it wide faster. Yes, and getting Reyna on the ball 
behind Kamara. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I, I'll be honest, my concern was taking a midfielder out of that central position, but it seems to be going okay. Yeah, I mean, Felipe seems to be able to cover the ground Yeah, necessary. And if it's Gazelle beside him, do you think? Usually. Yeah, yeah I think that would be a good choice. Mm-hmm. He's more holding, and Felipe can get forward maybe a little bit more, pick yeah. out a nice pass for a winger. And uh, get in, you're liking the back line even without Waston? Yeah, I think nothing to complain about last game, Henry. I just think he, he's performed well, and besides, I don't know how he was an easy player to adapt to as well. We've seen Mond and Watson find success against him this or beside him this year, so I think it's just credit to both guys. And yeah, I've, I've been, mm-hmm. I really liked Henry when he played. Yeah, honestly, I was so impressed with him. Yeah, because you, you know we we heard. A lot, of, you bad hear a lot things. of bad things. Yeah. yeah, and he played like a, with the skill level of a former West Ham player. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and De Jong at left back was was fantastic too. He's his um, crossing has gotten. I I don't want to say it has gotten better, but his crosses are connecting now. More. That could be yeah. with with because of the people in the box doing a bit better. Um, I do think there's another gear to come from Kamara though. That's my just my opinion. I don't know about what you guys think. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I, agree with that. I could see that, but then at the same time, based on his, you know... Based on his 5.5 aerial duels again. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, like, it, it really depends on if the Whitecaps can get into that position to throw in crosses. Yeah. But then, if, you know, Davies having a lot of success driving towards the box and picking out a pass... You might see less of that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but I think Nick, you mentioned earlier, it's unlocking the wing, right? Mm-hmm. It's the dynamics of unlocking the wing, less so the tactics and more like the yeah, especially the dynamics. especially if we're going to be playing away from home, going to be playing on the counter most likely, and Philadelphia does, you know, like to use their fullbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there might be some space behind them. Yeah, it'll yeah, be Davies yeah. against uh, Rosenberry, actually. Yeah. Which be a good matchup. Yeah. Oh, tantalizing. Yeah. Youth matchup there. Yeah. And uh, Gideon, Norwinski ha- got the start last game. I thought he played fantastically. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think you see him going forward? I know you're a fan of, of Franklin, and you, you were advocating him to get minutes earlier in the season, but who, who, do you, yeah. who do you think for this game? I think you ought to play the, you know, the hot hand, per se, hot foot, if you will, but, you know, I think... There's no reason to take Nowinski out. Franklin has been good filling in, but it's Nowinski's spot to lose coming in from last year. And I think he's had a little bit of rough patches, but I think he's he's there to, to stay for the summer. Mm-hmm. Any concern on our set pieces and things like that? Like, we kind of went through a good spell, spell. during the draw. But phase. I guess we're a counterattacking team now, right? Well, I think it's a little bit of getting in good positions, mm-hmm. one. And I think we're... we're well, the bread and butter of this team is always counterattacking. And yeah. I think the set-piece plays can help us add a little bit more to get us over that playoff line. Hmm. Um, getting a couple goals where, you know, maybe we're the counterattack isn't working, right? Well. So I don't think it's necessarily that we're not a set-piece team. It's just maybe, I think... It's a little bit of combination of, like you said previously, delivery is a little bit worse. A lot other teams probably know a little bit of the routine that we like to play, 
So, I mean, if you think back to the set piece goals, one of the set piece goals was Waston to Ah, like a pass to Waston yeah. and then a pass to Ah, <laughs> yeah. which is like, well, who would have seen that coming? So it's a little bit of a surprise well, factor. We were in the stadium for that and we didn't really know what was, was going, going on. on. <laughs> yeah. um, but, the, but I think that's what we need to see yeah. maybe a little bit more of. Inventiveness know, and inventiveness into and the rotating it through, not yeah. just doing the same old thing. Let's go to Kamara. Yeah. Let's go to you know whoever. I uh, get in the the Whitecaps put out this graphic earlier today. It's a really cool graphic, but the information on it is just as impressive. Um, the, in the last seven weeks, the Caps have made ninety five chances, which is the most in the MLS. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's surprising. Yeah, Gideon White, like sum it up for people. What's going on? I think. Smart players playing in the right positions and, you know, putting themselves in places where they're going to find success. And I think that's full credit to Rebel. You know, I think it just starts in midfield. Felipe, even, you know, if Watson is in the lineup, he's distributing balls forward up the pitch. And I think that's where we kind of break out. And I think it's just every player on the team is playing defensively smart and offensively smart. And Nick, we have to give Rob some credit about this. Right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we didn't really think that the four four two would necessarily, or four four one one, would necessarily work as well as it has. But it's we're basically just either bypassing the midfield completely, mm-hmm. which is fine because our wingers are our strengths, or when it's in the midfield, we're moving it quickly through that center third of the pitch. Yeah. Gideon, is the most pressing issue uh, Robbo's mustache in the TSN studios? Ooh, I, you know what? I, it was probably the most questionable facial <laughs> hair of all four panel guests this past weekend. <laughs> so I, I think the most interesting part that I garnered, I tweeted about it, but him beside Howard Webb, it was really fun to watch because whenever Howard Webb would say something, Robbo would kind of like react like with his, his face and make a little, <laughs> little remark or whatever. It was, just, it was hilarious to watch because you know those two talk often about poor decisions in MLS. Yeah, they must know each other. And I, I know Robbo said he spoke to Howard Webb after the whole Atlanta thing. Yeah, I think Robbo like gave him did himself a lot of credit by going into the going into that all UK studio in Canada, yeah. which is hilarious. They're going to offer the tough questions. Yeah. Know. He did some good analysis and he wasn't afraid to disagree with people, which is which is which is nice to see, good. right? Yeah. No. It's good to have Civil disagreement. Yeah, and and we also know which day the Whitecaps had off now because yeah. because he was in the studio for like three or four days. It's not bad. Yeah, it's a good. Let's let's move away from the Whitecaps for a bit. A good panel for the World Cup, right? Yeah. Um, it's Caldwell, Christian Jack, and um, Luke Wellman. Yeah, they're they're very nice. But I, uh, Massimo Cassano on Twitter did point out, when are we going to hear a Canadian voice in the studio? It's just three like or four British people just chatting away on Canadian television. Um, Hashtag bring back DeVos. DeVos, yeah, yeah, that's my... Oh, man, I have a tattoo about that. Terry <laughs> Terry Dunfield, too. I heard him on the radio. He was really, really good. Um, I think he does the radio commentary, like the halftime yeah, okay. show yeah. for with... Um, wow, what's it again? A 1040, uh, TSN 1040. Yeah, I'm loving the World Cup. I don't know about you guys. Just mm. oh, so much football every day. And, um, you know, my baby's due any week now, so it's just even more tense. <laughs> it's like it's like Christmas for Joe in in, in June. Yeah, pretty much. All I'm hoping for, for is a month. I'm really hoping that uh, you know the baby comes early and I can get paternity leave for the rest of the World Cup. 
that that honestly that would be my dream right now. I'm 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 very excited to meet my son. Like of course, but because you have so much time to watch the World Cup with a child. Hey, I'll be awake. I'll be awake at all hours. I'll be awake at like every hour of the night. Anyway, um, yeah, tweet your uh, name suggestions to uh, to my Twitter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, on the White Caps. Are you gonna name him? Like next next white something in next you know? next white cap to score a, ga- a goal <laughs> is the n- <laughs> it better not be an own goal by it better not be an own goal by Rosenberry <laughs> uh, Keegan DC doesn't sound too good um, okay closing thoughts on the white caps it's I'm pretty optimistic for yeah, this game winnable game um, they just have to go out there and big grind it out big implications in the standings too Gideon yeah uh, you know white caps can a chance to move up as well after those two wins against Orlando and Colorado. And I think with Philadelphia's positioning right now, Nick said very well, winnable game. I mentioned earlier in the podcast that they have success in Philadelphia before. And I think it's going to be a fun game to watch, as I said. Yeah. After all the games in hand are caught up, the Caps could well be in eighth position. Seventh or eighth, I think, is is uh, more reasonable. So we really need to have some good results to kind of buffer. Yeah. And I think it, it it won't be a while until those games in hand are caught up with either. So yeah, we need true. we need to but, really you know, get some results. Un, what is it? Unbeaten in six games. We're not necessarily totally dropping points or games. Yeah. You know, and I think it's just you know this tactical switch has worked really well, mm-hmm. and hopefully we can ride that train through the summer. Because uh, especially sometimes the Whitecaps have struggled historically yeah during yeah. the summer definitely end of summer is a terrible time for the white caps if you look in past season yeah even getting even that season where the caps looked like they would win the supporters shield they dropped off in the summer right 2015 yeah that was that was such an interesting year it played well and then couldn't buy a win in august top and then august and september hit and it just went downhill yeah okay um i just uh changed my MLS table to points per game and the caps are just under the playoff lane mm. so we got to get that average up because points per game is all that matters really yeah <laughs> just kidding all right um now we go to the last part of the show it's the prediction game uh we have not had time to compile our predictions from three weeks ago when we did this mm. show last I don't even remember what game it was to be honest <laughs> It was a while back. It was not the Orlando game, that's for sure. No. <laughs> I don't we, think anybody no. would have guessed three... Gideon assists. did make a point on Twitter that we're, I'm, he's glad we didn't predict anything for the Orlando yeah. game. <laughs> no way would we have predicted yeah. three or four assists for Davies, was it? Yeah. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. So let's make a batch of fresh predictions, and we will evaluate them next week, along with when I find my notebook um, of the mm-hmm. week before. So, Nick, give us some predictions. Uh, I think Kamara will score a goal. Okay. You want the seventh of the season, you think? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I think, I think he, you know, he's motivated. He's the striker. Yeah. He's got to be leading penalty our goal scoring. Penalty, though. That's oh, oh <laughs> penalty or no penalty? Uh, well, just say it's a goal. Okay. I'll just say yeah. it's a goal. Okay. Hey, Nick is all about points on the board. Uh, right. I think, <laughs> I think as well, the Caps will have six corners. Six corners? In the game. I should probably be writing these down, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll listen back. It's okay. Um, and then, here, just listen to us as yeah. you can. Yeah. Um, and then I think, as well, Gazal will have uh, five tackles. Okay. Get in. Uh, I think Davies will have an assist. 
Alrighty. I think a Whitecaps goalkeeper, either Rowe or Marinovic, because we're not sure who's going to start, will make four saves. And the Whitecaps will hold, eh, let's say, 40 to 43% possession. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, Gaddis yellow card, the, the left back. Um, Davies assist. No limit on the number of assists. And uh, let's go with... Uh, Yellow card for Jose Aja. Okay. All right. Um, any closing thoughts? We didn't really go through the lineup for the Caps, but I think just keep it well, as, I guess, as similar to the last game as possible. Yeah, for sure. Um, the only thing that I think you mentioned, actually, that's worth talking about, in a sense, is Roe has been doing quite well. I think if Moranovic is fit, you put him back in. That's you just, think so? Yeah. Gideon, what do you think? Yeah, I think so. As long as we have Davies on the field in our lineup, I think uh, we don't really need to It's, go it's also a good game to get him back, you know? Mm. It's a good like yeah, time. Really like the next game is Colorado at home, and then it's Chicago. Um, yeah, maybe the Colorado game would be good. Yeah, Colorado game would be good. But to... that's a game you have to win. But then it's a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay with either. I guess yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Alrighty. Um. Let's see where we can uh, if how people can find you on Twitter, Nick. Uh, at SpaceAgeRobot56. Gideon. At underscore Gideon Hell on Twitter. And you can find me at Joe DC Van. Thanks for your questions. Thanks for listening. It is uh, Whitecaps Residency Week on AFTN, so please tune in for all that coverage. Um, Michael does a really good job um, getting into the, you know, the future stars of the Whitecaps. Mm-hmm. The next Alfonso Davies. The next. Oh crap! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> that was just a little joke. No, like the Whitecaps Academy is very important, and they. Don't get a lot of coverage in mainstream media, but AFTN are out there making sure that these guys get a, get a glance. And with CPL in the future, mm-hmm. you know we could be seeing More these guys. Glances. Absolutely. More glances, the better. All right. Uh, thank you very much for listening to episode 277 of the AFTN podcast. Enjoy the game. One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then... There must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. Ten minutes left. Yeah, but-